The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Do you want to make more Dynasty trades? Sure, we all do. Tune in once a week to the Trade Addicts Podcast and see how easy it is to train to be a great Dynasty trader. At Trade Addicts Pod, thousands of men and women have prepared to win championships without sacrificing value. And now, from your phone, car, or computer, you can learn to increase your team's Dynasty value. Many topics such as Keep Trade Buy, Make Amends, and Trade Addicts Trades will get you ready to make your own trades. So make the important call right now and check out the Trade Addicts Podcast. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Here we go. We are back with another 2021 rookie draft profile breakdown. This is the third edition here on Destination Debbie. We started out with North Carolina's running back, Javonta Williams. Then we talked about another explosive running back out of Clemson, Travis Etienne. And in this show today, I could not be more excited because Kyle Pitts is one of my favorite players in this upcoming NFL draft. I've been talking about him for two years now. Tight end one, Kyle Pitts out of the University of Florida. Two years I've been hyping up Kyle Pitts and people thought I was batshit crazy. When I said uh, around October or hell, it may have been May, it may have been before the season, I said the moment that Kyle Pitts hears his name called by Roger Goodell at the 2021 NFL Draft, he would be a top 10 dynasty tight end for fantasy football. And I was wrong. I was wrong. I undersold it. From the moment he hears his name called, he's a top five tight end in dynasty for fantasy football. That's how damn good Kyle Pitts is. He is dominant. He is big. He is fast. He is physical. He is athletic. He has speed. There's nothing that this player cannot do. And I don't say that lightly. Outside of George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, 
Maybe you can argue TJ Hawkinson. Maybe you can argue Mark Andrews. I do not believe I would want either of those players over Kyle Pitts as a prospect. That's how, that is how good he is. And when you watch him play, when you watch him play, it is hard. It is very hard not to think about former Detroit Lions wide receiver and future Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson. It's hard not to picture Megatron out there playing damn tight end. That's how good he is. And I'm not saying that lightly. Now that's, it's not my comp for Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go that far. But it's hard not to look at six foot five, 240, 250 pounds and to see the way he moves, see the way that he runs routes, see the way that he creates separation against defensive backs with release work. It's hard not to think about Calvin Johnson. That's how good this player is, right? Kyle Pitts is an absolute stud, dynamic player that I think makes an impact on whatever NFL team he lands on from day one. He's going to make an immediate impact. Who the hell is he? Where did he come from? Is he just a one-year wonder? Hell no. No, 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 no. Kyle Pitts was a highly touted high school recruit coming out of high school in Pennsylvania. He was a four-star kid, uh, the fifth-rated tight end in his recruiting class of 2018, 6'5", 235 pounds, highly sought after, right? Under Armour All-American, scholarships offers from Alabama, from Florida, Florida State, you name the big-name college. Kyle Pitts got an offer from said school, ends up signing with Florida, and didn't do much as a freshman, right? Played in three games, 73 receptions, one touchdown. Didn't do much, but you could see the length. You could see the size. You could see the athleticism. And then he finally put that together in 2019. And watching him early on that season, I was like, this dude is different, right? This dude is built different. So 13 games, 54 receptions, 649 yards, and five touchdowns. That's that's phenomenal. And the thing that you guys have to understand is... In college, collegiate tight ends are not used the same way that NFL tight ends are used. They're not schemed open like George Kittle. They're normally not the focal point of a collegiate offense. When you look around the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs, arguably the first target, Travis Kelsey. Las Vegas Raiders, first target, Darren Waller. During the prime Jimmy Graham era, first target for the Saints, Jimmy Graham. That's how the NFL works because those are how that's how dominant those players are. But in college, normally your tight end position isn't the most dominant player on the field. So they're not featured. So for any tight end to catch 50 something balls for over 650 yards, damn near, that's outstanding. And at that moment, I was like, this dude is built different. He's a sophomore at that size playing this way. Just absolutely phenomenal. Special, special player, right? Only playing in eight games in his 2020 season because of COVID. It was shortened. He smashed in those eight games as a true junior at the University of Florida. Had a dip in receptions, right? 54 receptions as a sophomore, 43 in his true junior season. Again, what, five less games than he played in the season before, and he had 770 freaking receiving yards. Missed a couple of games because of a concussion, but upped his yards per reception from 12 to 17.9, and he had 12 touchdowns. He finished his collegiate career with 100 receptions, almost 1,500 receiving yards, and 18 touchdowns at the tight end position. But what really gets you excited is once you, when you look at the advanced analytics, the advanced stats, according to PFF. And it's just, it's, it's truly mind blowing to see how damn good Kyle Pitts was. And when you watch some of these highlights, right? When you're watching him maneuver around on the field, I mean, it's just, 
it, you, you can't explain it. He looks like a wide receiver. He looks like a wide out. The way, and I talked about this in the open, the way that he's able to release off of the line of scrimmage and defensive backs can't get a hand on him. The speed, you see him pulling away from defenders, 50, 60-yard touchdown runs, going up over top of def- defensive backs, skying over them, using that contested catch ability. It, it's, it's really impressive. I believe that if he were categorized as a wide receiver, He'd be a top three wide receiver in the 2021 class. That's how talented he is, but he also thrives in line. And when you look at, you take a closer look at his 2020 season, right? He was number one in the country in deep pass targets, right? Targets of the football, 20 yards or more downfield, number one for the tight end position with 17 of those. Number one with deep target receptions from the tight end position with 10. And of course, if he was number one in targets, number one in receptions, he led the country in yards down the field, 20 plus yards with 331 of his 770 led the country in all of those categories. Now here is the, here's the part of the statistical breakdown. That's just that, that blows my mind. A lot of people are like, Oh, he's a wide receiver. He lined up in the slot so much. And you know, can he stay in line? Can he block? Can he play a real traditional tight end position? First of all, I don't give a shit. George Kittle is in line. He's at H back. He's at the slot. He's playing out wide. Travis Kelsey, H back in line at the slot. The more versatility you have, the better, right? Especially for us in fantasy football. But Kyle Pitts in 2020, 63 slot snaps for the entire season, which was 65th in the country at the tight end position, almost dead last. He was dead last in college football in slot snap percentage, right? The the worst. Not, not never lined up in the slot. Dead last and slot snap percentage, almost last for slot snaps in the season. But, but with that being said, he was eighth in the country with targets from the slot at 22%. So while, while he wasn't even playing in the slot a lot, while he was almost last with slot targets, he was eighth in the country with target percentage from the slot. So when he was lined up there, Kyle Trask was throwing him the ball and he was tied for 20th with 11 slot receptions. So when they put him in that situation, it wasn't to be a decoy. It wasn't to play around. They were throwing him the damn ball. And here's what I really like to see. Third in the country in yards per route run from the slot. He wasn't taking bubble screens. It wasn't this short dink and dunk. He was actually moving the chains. He was running down the field, third in the country in yards per route run from the slot while being damn near dead last from with slot snaps. So that just shows that majority of his damage came in line when he was lined up at a traditional tight end position. He is a tight end that just so happens to move and play like a wide receiver. Tight ends in, in the country in 2020 with 30 plus targets, right? 30 plus targets. That's it. Just 30 targets. He was the only one that had over three yards per route run. And he actually had 3.26 yards per route run in the country. That was number one. Led the country in yards per route run from the tight end position. Led all tight ends in the country in receiving yards with 770. Sixth at the tight end position with 43 receptions. Second in the country in yards after the catch. I am a big, one of my five 
attributes that I look at for the wide receiver slash tight end position are yards after the catchability. I want to see you be able to do something when you get the ball in your hands. Uh, I have the, all, all of that stuff in, in my film grades. That's what I utilize. One of the highest weighted metrics there are yards after the catch. He was second in the country at the tight end positions with yards after the catch. And again, only playing in eight games, first in the country with first down receptions, zero drops and led the country in touchdowns. So when you just look at his 2020 season from from an analytical side, right? And it it just it's crazy. And that's after coming off of a season in 2019 where he was sixth in the damn country in, in receiving yards for the tight end position. Back-to-back seasons of absolute dominance. Kyle Pitts is that dude. And this tight end class is phenomenal. You've got Brevin Jordan. You have Pat Fryermuth. You have Hunter Long, Kenny Boa. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy Rucker decided to come back or if he declared for the draft, but the tight end position in 2021 is out standing, but Kyle Pitts is is head and shoulders above everybody else. And let me just make this clear. I love Pat Fryermuth. I think Pat Fryermuth is going to be a Pro Bowl tight end. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think he's a top 10 dynasty tight end, but there is a big gap between Fryermuth and Jordan and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is on the pantheon of himself. When you're talking about tier one prospects in this class, Trevor Lawrence, you can argue Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts. Like that's really where it, that's really what it boils down to. And if I had to really just say, I know that there's a for sure cut above the rest to me, it's Najee Harris and Kyle Pitts. Those two are far and away the best two prospects at their respective positions in this 2021 class. Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase as well. Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, tier one prospects. I mean, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, what the hell am I talking about? I'm, I'm leaving out the the talented wide receivers. Those dudes are, in my opinion, a cut above the rest. Rondell Moore right there along with Jalen Waddle. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, folks, the Super Bowl is coming up, and sure, we'll all be watching the game, but the best way to celebrate the biggest day in football is to BET bet on the game. And we want to let you know about a great resource for sports bettors, the Action Network. The Action Network is where sports fans go bet smarter and experience real financial gains. In fact, their Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting, and with an Action Network PRO subscription, you can unlock the very best of the app. When you sign up for an Action Network PRO subscription, you can access the PRO report, which includes expert projections for every game across all the professional leagues. You can see money and bet percentages on every game. You can see the teams professional gamblers are betting on. You can take advantage of PRO systems, which match winning historical bet trends with the latest games and lines. You can track every bet you make and get alerts in real time. So if you're looking to bet smarter, the Action Network PRO subscription is the best way to get started. And for a limited time, our listeners can receive 
receive 50% off an annual PRO subscription. Just go to actionnetwork.com now and receive 50% off an annual sub when you use the code DEVY, D-E-V-Y. This offer won't last long, so go to actionnetwork.com and sign up for a PRO subscription and use the promo code DEVY to receive 50% off and start betting smarter today. So when I'm thinking about who does Pitts remind me of, when I watch him play, he is a mixture. And I've talked about this. I've said this multiple times. He reminds me of prime Jimmy Graham mixed with what we're getting right now out of Darren Waller. I, I think he is a combination of the two. His red zone ability, his ability to go up and just be dominant in the red zone is really Jimmy Graham-esque, especially when you think about Jimmy Graham when he was with the Saints, right? But the way that he moves, the way that he can get downfield, the speed, the way that he plays is like Darren Waller. And they are both comparable when you're talking about the size, right? Waller, 6'6", 255, ran a 4'4", 40-yard dash. Jimmy Graham, 6'6", 259, ran a 4'5", 40-yard dash. I mean, that's moving to be that damn big. And when you watch Waller play right now, he looks like a wide receiver. And when he was at Baltimore, in fact, he was a wide receiver. So I believe that Kyle Pitts is a mixture of those two players and he's a future pro bowler, a perennial all pro caliber talent. I would take him over Hawkinson. I would take him over Mark Andrews. I'll take him over Noah Fant and Gesicki and Jonu Smith and you name him, Goddard, all of that shit. The only tight ends I would not take over Kyle Pitts or Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey. Kelsey's just dominant. I mean, what, seven, five, six straight seasons of a thousand yards? Ridiculous, right? Kyle Pitts is up next. He's that damn good. And when we're thinking about team fits, where could we realistically see Kyle Pitts come off of the board in the NFL draft? I think the first spot. Now, I would love for him to go to Cincinnati and play with Joe Burrow, but they need offensive line help, right? That's just they got to protect the franchise. And he took more hits at that point in the season than any other quarterback in the league. They have to take an offensive lineman or or shit. Maybe they don't. Maybe they find an offensive lineman in free agency and then they draft Kyle Pitts. That'd be an awesome landing spot for me. But I think realistically, the Carolina Panthers at eight, if they don't go quarterback and for whatever reason, they decide to roll with Teddy Bridgewater one more season or feel like they can get one of those second or third tier quarterbacks in the second or third round, Carolina, they desperately need a tight end. Ian Thomas ain't it. I don't know who else they have behind him. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. You add a Kyle Pitts to that mix and that offense is absolutely lethal. I also think the Dallas Cowboys at 10 and being here in Texas, a a resident of uh, right outside of Dallas, I believe there are more pressing needs than the tight end position, right? There are more pressing needs that the Cowboys need to address. But I would love to see him play with Dak Prescott. You put Kyle Pitts with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott in that rushing attack, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Again, one of those dream situations that just seems way too unfair. I really believe a a spot that he fits so well with, and I think it would be a perfect system quarterback pairing would be the Arizona Cardinals. Now, does he fall to 16? I don't think so, especially after he tests. If he participates in the pro days and stuff like that and runs like we expect, 16 is, is wishful thinking. But the Arizona Cardinals, 
Dan Arnold and Darnell Daniels or whoever the hell he is. Kyler Murray needs something else. I think Kyle Pitts would would help that offense out tremendously. It helps out DeAndre Hopkins, helps out that rushing attack. So I can see him coming off the board uh, to the Arizona Cardinals at 16. And then two teams that, that own the first two picks in the draft have a lot of draft equity to play with. Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. Neither of them are going to take them with their first pick, right? One and two. That's not happening. But both of them have multiple first round picks. They could move one of those first round picks to move up to get a Kyle Pitts to pair with whether it's Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence or Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. What? Would be a mistake for the Jets to do that. But if they wanted to move up and get Lawrence or Fields, a pass catching tight end, both of the teams need one. Josh Oliver. Eh, the Jets, Chris Herndon. Eh, I don't know about that. I'll take Kyle Pitts over both of those guys without question. So those are the those are some of the team fits that I think that he would fit in well. And those teams actually need players. Again, Kyle Pitts, stud of all studs, one of my favorite prospects in this class. I, I think he is a locked and loaded Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber type prospect. He's fun to watch. He's going to be fun to to, to, to to roster in our fantasy leagues, and he's going to be fun as hell to watch over the next 10, 15 years in the NFL. I appreciate y'all dropping by. Come check me out, man. I'm telling you what we're doing every week. Film breakdowns. This week, we're going to take a look at Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Patreon.com forward slash all gas live stream with the patrons. The chat is great. We're going to take a look at this Trey Lance because listen, I love me some Mac Jones. I think he's a is a is a fantastic pocket passing quarterback and prospect. Going to be a first round pick, I believe. But Trey Lance, the upside of Trey Lance, he is very high for me in the quarterback ranking. So we're going to take a look at Trey Lance this week. Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Hey, if you want to come check that out as well as the best Debbie database with 2021 and 2022 prospects, come over to the squad. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Make sure you're locked in the destination. Debbie, thank you for being here. Smash that subscribe button and we'll be back later this week with more content. But I'm out. Peace.